0: On today's show, we have David Kingsbury. This is a show about health and fitness and how he's been able to work with celebrities. And he's known for working on films like Wolverine, X-Men, Days of Future and Past, Assassin's Creed, and more. He's trained these celebrities to get the badass body that they have and look jacked on set. And, you know, what you're going to learn today is you're going to learn a lot in fitness. For one, if you're a trainer, you're going to learn how to open up your own gym, how to do the right marketing, how to start on a bootstrap budget, a shoestring budget. Start with hardly any money and how he's been able to do it. And then also you're going to learn if you want to do an online business. David walks us through if you want to have your own online business for what that looks like, how to make money doing that. He talks about if you're just looking for setting fitness goals, why you should have one big goal beyond just making yourself look better. We go through the diet plan, we go through the actual things you can do in the gym, the the training, the weight training, the the cardio. He gives it all by watching or listening to this show. You're literally going to know everything you need to know for, for getting fit and be able to take control of your health and fitness. And then also he talks about how he got in the fitness industry and how he even got into Hollywood where he's working with these top celebrities. And yeah, I, this has been a long time since I learned this much about fitness. And I know you're going to enjoy it. You're going to get a lot out of it. And, uh, you're going to want to listen to all of it because literally the whole thing is Nonstop value bombs that you can apply for yourself. Before we jump into the show, I want to remind you to check out my book, Live to Grind, The Journey to the Destination. You can check it out by going to livedogrind.com. I've spent two years writing this book. It's it just there's so much you can get out of it, and there's call to actions for you in it. So check out the book, go to livedogrind.com, get yourself a copy, and message me, Brandon at Brennancadams.com. Let me know what you think of the book. I would love your feedback. So let's jump right into the show with David Kingsbury. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. On today's show, we have David Kingsbury. What's going on, David?
1: Hey, Brandon. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me on the show.
0: This is uh, this can be fun because, you know, as we are talking before the show, I am – obsessed with working out my girlfriend's a personal trainer herself and I just I love it and it's it's been something for me mentally and and looking good and I know you're you've worked with some people in Hollywood you've done this for a long time and you know a lot a lot that most people don't know and most people want to know how can I how can I get fit how can I live a healthy lifestyle how can I do the things I need to do to look good but maybe even for personal trainers listening like how can they build a business out of this and I'm excited to jump in that with you, but I want to start off, David. How the hell did you even get into this? Like, yeah. what? Where did it start for you? How, t- talk about the beginning before you even got into fitness.
1: Yeah, so I mean, for me, like, fitness is a is a story of my life since I was a child. So, you know, I was into all kinds of sports growing up. I, I cycled, you know, very competitively. So competing at a national standard in the UK. I also played for a premiership. Football academy as a junior as well, so sport was completely ingrained into me. Um, I knew I knew at college, personal training is what I wanted to do. I knew that I you know I knew coaching and and being involved in fitness was was my passion from a very you know very young age. So it was yeah. something I got I got straight into. So I actually qualified as a personal trainer at 17 years old, straight out of college, did my diploma in personal training, and got working immediately in, in gyms and. And and health clubs at that at that stage, uh, it wasn't kind of all it cracked up to be in those early stages. I, I, I lacked a lot of the confidence required to to you know push personal training and really to really sell. It, it didn't come naturally to me. So I spent the, the first few years just you know working in gyms as a gym instructor, which would mainly be kind of cleaning gym equipment and writing programs for people. And uh, I wasn't sure at that point it was exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I knew that I loved fitness, but it wasn't quite as I imagined it would be and uh, it, it was sort of as that progressed, I knew that working for myself really was the only option setting up my own business was the only option and and being self sufficient in that sense was was what I wanted before all this when I was younger I had had a go at business itself so I I'd, I'd tried uh, a number of things to set up little businesses I was buying and selling bike parts, building up bikes for people and selling yeah. them on which it failed miserably but you know I, I had that I had that kind of inspiration and, and aspirations to be an entrepreneur from a very young age. Um, so when you got
0: in, so I'm, I'm just looking back, when you first got into fitness, so were you, you highly active yourself before you became a personal trainer, like what kind of training did you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely, so I mean my training uh, before I became a personal trainer consisted mainly of endurance training, so I would be doing my cycling training and I'd be on the, out on the bike for 20-30 hours a week, right, so I was putting in some serious miles on the road so I've always been like it's always been a huge part of my life that 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 routine that structure that that hard work that hard training mentality and I think that that kind of hard work mentality that you have to have to be successful in sport is is fantastic it carries over really well to business because you just you know what it takes and you're willing to do it and it's the same with training you, if you know the purpose of a session it's much easier to then push yourself really hard with that session, and you're a lot less likely to give up. so having an understanding of training for me has always been really useful as part of my training because it keeps you so much more motivated than just doing it because like, someone tells you
0: your purpose going into a training like what was your purpose like
1: so at that point in time as uh, at that age, it was to win national medals you know as a junior, so it was it was a really high standard, um, so the training was you know the training was intense, yeah
0: so knowing I mean a good point is you had a goal yeah and you knew you had to put in the work to get there and versus somebody okay I'm going to the gym to to train so I can stay fit and look good you had a bigger thing than just that
1: yeah exactly and I think having those goals and understanding of what it takes to reach them is is a huge part of it and um that that kind of that kind of led on so after I qualified as a trainer and I was working in gyms I actually I um I took some time out and I, I took nearly two years out I went out to Thailand and um, I was competing in Thai boxing in my Thai in Thailand for, for for quite a long period of time, and I had I had six seven six or seven fights, I think it was six professional fights out there. So, I mean, all the fights out there are professional. But I got to a reasonable standard as well. So it was it was one of the sports I kind of developed most and became most proficient at. And I, I really really enjoyed that, that that period of time. And it was during that period of time that I knew that kind of having my own gym facility was something that I'd, I'd like to do. Um, and then. It, when I when I returned, that was when I was in the, I was kind of in the market for setting up my own space, which was where this is this is where my journey into Pinewood Studios and into the film world film world came essentially. How old were you at that time? So I would have been about 21 at that time. So you started at 17. 17, yeah.
0: And then four years later, so 21 is when you you got into the film. So so let's go into that. So what did like how did it come about? Where you got to work with these celebrities and to work in the film industry? Where does that even come about?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, it, it came about, It kept, sort of it came about with with a little bit of luck, but just also some some great opportunities and and, and networking that, that I done, that I did essentially. So I was training people at a gym, just a local gym to me. And um, I you know, I'd had I only had a few clients, but we had, you know, really good working relationships and, and they were getting great results. And I, I said to one of them that I was thinking about setting up my own personal training studio. And he happened to work over at Pinewood Film Studios. And he said to me, he said, oh, they could probably get you space over at Pinewood if you wanted to set something up. And I was just like, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that was even an option. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you imagine you imagine like that to get into that would just be the, the hardest thing in the world. But I, I phoned the property department and they said yeah we have space available would you like to come and view it and I <laughs> I went in there and they had this it was an old squash court so they'd basically taken a squash court and they'd they put a, a false ceiling in halfway through and it was it split so it was split into two levels yeah and the bottom was being used well they were both being used for storage at the time and they cleared the top level from for the they're storing files and paperwork that kind of stuff and they cleared the top level and. I moved in. Uh, So it was it it wasn't a huge space, but it was just I mean, it was so exciting at the time to have my own my own little personal training studio where I could I could train clients and where I, you know, where I could really see myself building a business Um, at that stage. It wasn't, you know, I, I knew that going into the film studio would potentially open those kind of doors. But the key for me really was just to build a successful business. And I didn't mind whether that was with just training clients there or whether that was progressing into the films. But obviously, when you step into, when you step into that studio, into, into that environment, you can't help but hope that it's going to happen for you. So what was that like?
0: Because I know some people, and even I've looked at what it takes to be able to create your own studio and your gym and a successful business. When you started out, talk about that process for getting like the equipment for uh, getting customers what what does that even look like for somebody that wants to start their own gym or get their own studio a to z like what does it take
1: yeah so f- from my point of view the way i've always done it is start with the minimum requirements for things so <clears throat> i've always you know s- set up my personal training studios since opening that one i've moved twice so I'm on my third space now. Um, I've closed, the, obviously, I've, as I've moved, I've, they're all still within Pinewood, but they've expanded and got bigger. But every time, I will sort of buy the bare minimum in terms of equipment. And, um, and then I, I let my customers fund the new equipment, essentially. So as I get busier, as I have more money coming in, you can, you, you can kind of see the demand for certain things, and then I'll invest in equipment along the way. Um, so my biggest problem at that point of view was well, I, I had no money. I had, you know, I had, I had hardly any money. So I, yeah. I put, I had, I, I had to pay some of the rent up front for the space, obviously. And then I went to some banks to try and get a loan for some gym equipment. Um, I actually, I had the equipment, like the order list ready. I, I, I bought the equipment from one of the James Bond films. Nice. So yeah, so basically, I knew, I, I knew someone who was working on, on the, the James Bond film, and, and he had, he was selling off the equipment that Daniel Craig had been using for one of the films. And uh, so I, I needed to get that equipment, you know, and yeah. it was only, it was like three grand, three and a half grand, something like this. And it was everything I felt I needed. So it was a dumbbells, a squat rack, the benches, those kind of things. It was, it was the basics. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the banks didn't really want to lend so, I, fortunately for me, my, my parents actually lent me three grand at that point so I could, uh, I could, I could get the equipment too. So, that was, a, I mean, that's, that's where the luck comes in is having people around me that were there to support me and those kind of opportunities. My mum and dad, I mean, whether they believed in me or not, it, whether they believed it to be su- successful or not, they, they, they backed me. Do you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they, they, they supported me 100%. So, they, they, they were in a position where they could lend me the money to buy the equipment, and I brought them to the studio.
0: That's awesome. I mean, you need that, you need that support. And some people are afraid to ask for help. And nobody, nobody reaches big goals or gets anywhere by theirself. You need a, a support system, whether that's family, friends, or just uh, mentors or different yeah. groups. And I'm glad you took that up. So you got that going. And then yeah. how did you attract? How did you? I mean, just starting out in a new layer location, like what? How did you
1: bring in business? Why did you find yeah, so- people? I mean, you know, from one one real benefit to being a Pinewood was there was a captive audience for me. There was, there's no other gyms on site, and there aren't actually it, – it's, it's in the middle of nowhere, this film studio, and there aren't that many gyms locally. So I did have a captive audience for marketing. Um, so I, I, I did the classics. I did the leaflet drops. There's about 250 businesses based at Pinewood, or there was at the time. So I did the leaflet drops around the businesses. And I also, to be honest, I just went around knocking on doors, Yeah, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't have a marketing budget. I had zero pounds for marketing budget. But I could. I could sit in the coffee shop and and chat to people that came in. I could. I could go and knock on all the office doors around and just say to them, "Hi, I've just opened a, a little PT studio. If you're interested in, you know, coming and checking it out, then you know, come and have a look." And I'd hand out leaflets and so on and so forth. It's, it's it's a nice community there. So once you've been there a little while, it doesn't take too long until you get to know everyone, and and it, 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 you can really kind of you can become part of that community quite quickly so so i i, I love the
0: business side of things so Ooh. when you sell packages to people when you had started out were you selling like per training like would you sell a a 3 month program or what's the best way to go about because i think some trainers they they don't understand or they don't know how to price themselves out where they can actually make it profitable
1: yeah so at that At that point in time, I was selling sessions per hour, so I would basically people would buy one hour of personal training with me. I would sell in blocks of ten as well, yeah, you know so people get a slight discount if they buy ten sessions. Um I always, I always find with, with the 10 session packages, often people will string those out for quite a long period of time, and then so you don't necessarily feel like you're making you, you know good money on those. Yeah, one of, the, one of the key things I have you know that I've learned, and I have, I have about five or six trainers at work at my gym at Pinewood now, and I always encourage them to put their prices up on a regular basis and, and not buy a lot. But just every year, put it up by, uh, you know, a couple of dollars. That kind of, that kind of price increase. Because otherwise, five years goes by. I, I was guilty of this. Five years goes by, and you haven't put your prices up, and you want to put them up a little bit. And everyone's like, hang on a minute. How come you're putting your prices up? But if you do it gradually, year every single year, just put it up a little bit, then, then that will never come as a shock to people. So what, what was your – when you first started out, what were you charging hourly rate? I was charging 40 pounds an hour. So that's like – 55 dollars 60 dollars an hour that kind of price what do you yeah. charge now <laughs> so i mean it varies but i i work on films and on a weekly rate, and it you know it can be five thousand dollars a week it can really it can really vary um depending on the job and you know depending on how many people i'm working with so you really
0: pick and choose. i mean right now i mean you have the online fitness but it's yeah. it's really you pick the clients you want to work with and it's you name the price
1: yeah, so I mean, I, I get offered I get offered the, the film contracts now, and I can either pass them on to one of my trainers and 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 have one of my one of my team do it, or I can take the job to myself. There, um, so it, you know, it, and if if the job is attractive to me in the sense I know that it's going to be a fun job, it's going to be something, it's going to be a great experience, then I'll take it. Um, I, I don't I don't feel you know I don't feel I have to take them but yeah. I, I still I still love that side of the business I still love training people so I still I do still take those jobs definitely. S- so you you said you have trainers so you have trainers that work under you? Yeah yeah yeah. So I've got I've got a little team of trainers and I'll put them on you know I mean like last last year we did about four or five films and I probably did two of those films and then the rest of the team did did the other bits and pieces you know cool. so we, we 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 do quite a lot of the uh, the, the UK films now.
0: That's, now this is interesting. I like how you scale this. Now, what does it take to be a great trainer? Like, what are the, a few things if for you, like you bring somebody in and they work under you. What do you do to ensure they're the great trainer? Basically, you duplicating yourself. What are the key yeah. characteristics, <laughs> tactics, or whatever it is to be a great trainer?
1: I mean, I, I think a lot of it is, a lot of it, a lot of being a great trainer is personality um and that that that's just your communication with people that's the way that you bond with people that's the way you get on with people and i think that's a big part of why i've been successful over the years is because i c- i can build really nice relationships with people that i'm working with and i'm not i i'm not i'm not i'm not the type of trainer that all like I, i'm not a drill sergeant i'm not going to be yelling at them shouting at them and because certain people resp- don't respond well to that certain people do and you have to kind of you have to kind of tailor that for each person so i think being aware of what one of the yeah, one of the key things is really being aware of what's going to motivate the person you're working with. That's one of the keys. I would also say that just in attention to detail um, is is huge. So making sure that you've got your sessions pre-planned, that you're not making it up on the spot, and so that you're planning in advance. So if they ask you what you're doing in the next session, you know exactly what they're doing. You can show them already. Yeah. It's, it's those kind of details is huge. Never be late, like just all, all like I'm an hour early for sessions, you know. I, you've got you've just got to be early, you can never be you can never come in late after these. The, the actors are on such a tight schedule, um, and and often it's an ever changing schedule, so you have to be pretty flexible to, to work with them. Um, and a, a, another another key thing is 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 results, right? Yeah, no, one, no one's going to hire a trainer that does not get good results. So you have to be a good trainer. You have to know your stuff. You have to know how to train people, how to deliver the most out of them. And to do that, you've got to understand your nutrition um, because without a solid understanding of nutrition, you're not going to get results from anyone. So knowing exactly what they need to be eating as well as what they need to be doing in the gym is crucial.
0: So let's go through this because this is exciting for me. I, You know, I travel a lot, David. And yeah. I, it's it's a struggle. But, you know, the last trip I did, I was gone for six days and I, I made it to the gym every day. Uh, the eating wasn't the best, but let's say I'm, I hire you yeah. and I'm on set for one of my films and let's say it's a 10 days that I'm tending to this for this film. And every day I got a film, tell me what you would put me through. And again, here's, here's the, the, what I need for the film. So I need to look as, as if I'm jacked, um, yeah. tone and because the scene really shows that like literally it's yeah. a scene where my shirt's off, I'm a superhero, whatever it may be. Walk me through exactly the process you would do with me to ensure I would be at the the top performance at looking and feeling.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the, the first thing I would do is make sure you hired me four or five months before the film started. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So typically, I'll start with an actor at four months before. If it's that kind of shoot, I've done I've done longer. You know, I've worked with, I've worked with people for six months prior to a shoot to really maximize. How they're going to look on that day because it, this stuff does take time. It, it, it isn't instantaneous, you know, to get go from being like in average shape to amazing shape. So you need to invest that time into it. So I would say first, first things first, we're going to backtrack four months and we're going to do that for preparation and we're going to get everything set. Once filming starts, it gets more challenging because you've got, you're going to have a working schedule that you've got to keep up with as well. During prep, you can focus on your training a little bit more. You can focus on your food. When when shooting starts, you, you might be on set from 6 a.m. till 8 p.m. Yeah. So then train. Then then training has to get a little sharper, a little bit more intense, and uh, the dura- So the duration drops a little bit. So we might go down to like 45 minutes hour- or hour sessions in the morning before you go to set, um, which has has been known to be 4:30 in the morning sometimes on, uh-huh. on these films. You know, it, it can be. We can end up doing training at, at crazy times. Um, and that, that's kind of part, part of it. Um, it, it. Depending on the, the film's budget, they might have hired you in a private chef as well, which is always a bonus from my point of view, uh, because then what I'll do is I liaise with a private chef and they then cook everything that exactly what you need to achieve your results. If there isn't a private chef, then it would be, you know, perhaps it would be arranged with a, like a food delivery service or just with the, the catering that supplies food for the cast. In the, if those if those ten days that I'm working with you here in, in this in this ca- you know in this case are like ten days before you've got a shirtless scene, for example, yeah. then we we, we would re- really kind of ramp things up. So we'd put you on a sort of lower carbohydrate diet for this time. The calories would be fairly low as well. The training would be quite intense. We'd be looking to drop as much body fat as possible during this time, and it would be quite an intense. You know, th- those those ten days before a shoot are certainly the most intense of the schedule of that whole training block.
0: So what would be so if I if we had to drop an in intense amount of time, like what would be my diet? What would it look like, and what would be my workout schedule if I had to do a quick ten? Mi- I mean, obviously you have to have a foundation, but
1: a yeah. ten-day turnaround. Yeah. So if you've got if if you've got a really good foundation and you just needed to drop a couple of percent in, in ten days, then we'd go. I mean, in terms of calories, it, calories are going to be personal to your your body type, your weight, your height, your activity levels, so on and so forth. So. To give out exact calories it will, they'll vary hugely from person to person. what's perfect for one person might be a thousand calories too high for someone else um, but essentially, what we probably looked to have you on is about twenty five percent below maintenance calories so you calculate your maintenance calories and you go twenty five maybe even thirty percent depending on your on your body weight below maintenance calories and during those ten days for the majority of them we keep the carbohydrates very low so there'd be I'd say under 20% of the calories will be coming from carbohydrate. Potentially yeah. even sort of 10% of those calories will be coming um, from carbohydrate. Um, and this, what that'll do is it will really just encourage your body to to burn fats.
0: How many times a day? Because that, you know, you, I hear so many different things like, oh, you should eat five times a day, or you should fast. Like, what yeah. what, what are some techniques like for eating wise? Because I know, like for me, it's it's eating is worth. It's a huge component to it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I actually go with with three meals a day and one snack. So uh, increased meal frequency doesn't speed up metabolism over a decreased meal frequency. So spread, you know, spreading your calorie, spreading your calories out over more meals, um, it doesn't speed up your metabolism. So you can you can strip that back to kind of three meals a day. That's absolutely fine. And I'll do three meals and one snack or one shake. So you could have the shake or the snack post workout if you're training. That works really well. Intermittent fasting, is something that I have I have used in the past with with great success, um, and that is where you eat all of your food within an eight hour window. So you essentially you'll fast for sixteen hours, and then you'll eat all of your food in an eight hour window, and you will have nothing that delivers any calories outside of that eight hour window. Wow! Um, and and it's that that's you know it's, it is a good thing. To, it, it can be very effective for some people. It's not necessarily the best option for everyone, right? So this is the whole thing about nutrition and diet is. Not everything is suitable for everyone. That's why there's so many different, different options out there. If there, was, if there was one perfect solution for everyone, then everyone would be doing the same thing, right? It's about, what, what, you know, it's about working with your body and working with your lifestyle your, and your schedule to make it happen. So well, um,
0: how do you find that out? Is it trial and error? Because everybody's different. How do you
1: find out what's right for you? Yeah. So, from my from my point of view, I mean, I've been I've been playing trial and error for for over ten years with myself, right? So, yeah, <laughs> I've right. I, I I've, I've, I've sort of, I've worked out um, my 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 own body very successfully. And from a point of view, when I'm working with someone, a lot of those things you can look at and you can see. So, if you if you just if you just speak with someone, you can understand their schedule, and you you know if they if they eat, if they're eating dinner with their family at eight o'clock in the evening, say. Um, and, they're, and they're training at 5 in the morning, then the intermittent fasting process isn't necessarily going to be the best option for them. Because it means it means they're going to have to be eat, having their their first meal of the day at noon, okay? and then eating until 8 o'clock. So that means that, they're, that if, if they're training very early and then going like 5, 6, 7 hours without food, that's not, that's not necessarily the best scenario for them. Um, also, body type. So if someone is carrying more weight around the midsection, for example, it's, it's an indicator that their that their their insulin efficiency isn't great, right? So they don't handle carbohydrates, they don't tol- tolerate carbohydrates very well, and therefore you put them on a slightly lower carbohydrate diet. So there's a, there's a there's a whole host of factors you can look at to assess the needs for someone. I mean that, that that's why working with a nutritionist or working with a coach is always the best option because their experience can. Remove that trial and error for you because uh, they would have seen it all before, just,
0: right? Just for like a beginner or something, and, and well, for my sake too. What, yeah. what are what are some good foods? Like, what are some healthy foods that people can eat? And I, I'm I'm just trying to think for when I'm home, but also when I'm traveling because it's so hard because it's just finding the right thing, especially when you're traveling for eating. What are some options? Whether if you're cooking at home or just options while you're traveling.
1: Yeah. So I mean, depend. Depending on the, the the structure of your food and, and, and the macros, it will vary a little bit. But you know, essentially, you you want the you want you you want every meal to have be, have, a, have a solid amount of protein in it. Um, you know, anything between thirty and forty percent of the calories coming from protein is is, is going to be a good scenario for you know for most people. If if they're slightly less physici- physically active, then around you know around thirty percent of the calories from protein will be sufficient if you're if someone's very active they're lifting weights a lot and so on and so forth then um, you know close to the 40% and those proteins are going to come from fish eggs you know steak chicken those kind of things will be the be the, the main source of those and a whey protein can be a good option there um as well and i i i do look I, I do and have looked after a lot of vegetarians as well so here you might be having tofu or seitan or uh, tempeh or those you know those kind of things um as well which will be bringing in 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 that protein then the the rest of the meal is going to be balanced out with carbohydrates and fats and the proportions of those will vary depending on your body type, your goals, where you're at in your training and, and what you're looking to achieve as well. Um, so if, if if someone's trying to lose body fat, typically um, the carbohydrates will be a little bit lower, the fats will be a little bit higher. If someone's trying to gain muscle, you'd flip that so you'd have a little bit more carbohydrate, a little bit less fat. Um, those fats would be coming from things like nuts and seeds, avocados, uh, nut butters are fantastic, um, those kind of things. Also, uh, coconut oil as well. You can add that when you're cooking, and olive oil, so on yeah. and so forth. From the carbohydrate point of view, the carbohydrate is often is is one of the is one of the things that people are uh, kind of get are worried about the most, and they they think that cutting carbohydrates is essential for fat loss. Um, cutting carbohydrates is not essential for fat loss for everyone. Reducing them for for some people is the importance for fat loss is having your calories right, and you can eat carbohydrates as long as you stay within your correct calories um and the carbohydrates there will be things like brown rice quinoa sweet potato oats um rye bread um those kind of things would be perfect for that for that setup and then just the, yeah the just the balance of that will vary depending on each person that I work with. so so the, you gave a lot of food options which now i'm, yeah.
0: I'm hungry <laughs> but, but like okay so those are all the good food options so now let's let's go into the actual the fun yeah, part. The The actual – the fitness. Let's talk about the fitness. Sure. Like what what would be some um, – just for some people listening, what could they do in the gym? Like if you were going to give them a training package or anything, like what would be some things they could do for let's say chest or back or anything? Yeah.
1: yeah so I mean the, the, the first thing that I would probably say is no matter what your goals are, weight training or resistance training – should be part of your training. Um, it, get, it, gets, it gets a bit of a bad rap for, you know, for, 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 from a lot of people and they think yeah. that if they do weight training, they're going to get too bulky, they're going to build muscle too fast. In reality, those things, they, they, they don't happen. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a battle to build muscle, right? It's not going to happen by accident. So picking up some weights and, and doing some weight training is, is not going to have that result. And it's a fantastic tool for dropping body fat. As well as, as you know, as well as shape, changing the shape of your body to add muscle, it's also the best best tool for uh, changing the shape of your body and, and reducing body fat. So I would say the foundation of your week's training should be uh, resistance work. Yeah. Um, and that, that that can be done in a number of ways. So I, l- I like total body training um, for fat loss. So that's where you might work. You know, you might work all your all your body parts in, 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 in a session. You might do three of those sessions a week, for example so you might be doing exercises like squats, um, deadlifts, bench press, chin-ups, shoulder press, you know, tricep dips, single arm rows, those kind of movements. So, you know, big compound movements, but working the whole body. Um, and that's those sessions are fantastic for fat loss, because you can you can train with a good intensity, and also you can hit uh, because you're not hitting as much volume on each body part. You can hit your, those body parts with a higher frequency. Um, so you can train you can train legs three times a week because you're only going to be doing a few exercises on them. Likewise, you can get the chest in because yeah. they're total body sessions. If someone's looking to build muscle, or if their goal is kind of that more bodybuilder not bodybuilder but like you know male physique kind yeah. of look yeah then having then having a split routine is a good option so that might be like a four-day split where you might do um chest back uh, chest back legs shoulders as an example there's there's a there's a huge number of ways you can do those splits i actually like to pair body parts personally so my my, my split looks like I, I i do legs then i, I well I, so i do a heavy leg session then i do a heavy chest and back session and then I do a, a lighter leg session, and then I do a lighter total upper body session. So that's where I hit, you know, chest, back, delts, arms, etc. So I'll be I I do a four day split, and I so I and I and I'll do that, um, you know, working body parts together. So chest and back is, is a really nice way of doing it too, or bison and tries for example. Um, and then from from the leg sessions, you know, you, getting your squats, you know, deadlifts, trap bar deadlifts, leg press, those kind of things. Getting the foundations right is, is the key.
0: Wow, I got so many things. Like I got to work out yeah today at the gym. Yeah. I'm like thinking of what am I gonna do at the gym today, which is it, you got a lot of things there. But what about cardio? Like, how do you feel about cardio?
1: Yeah, so I mean, um, cardio does play a part in my training plans, um, primarily for fat loss. Uh, so if someone's looking to build a lot of muscle. Then you, you you restrict their cardio a little bit because you don't necessarily want to burn those extra calories away. Those calories are you, you're going to be using those for building muscle. So what you do there is if if they're trying to build muscle, you just put their calories at a point where they're not going to store too much body fat in that process. Um, because what a lot of people try and do is they try and um, they try and build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Okay, and what, whilst you can see slight changes, so if someone is new to training, for example, and they start Building muscle, they may they may lose a little bit of body fat, and and vice versa. If they're you know if they're new and they're trying to lose some body fat, they might they might gain a little bit of muscle. But in the, in the big scheme of things, in the long run, th- those two they, they should be two separate goals because building muscle requires a calorie surplus, meaning that you're eating more calories than you're burning, and dropping body fat requires a calorie deficit, which means you're consuming fewer calories than you're burning. Um, so. Cardio's purpose, from my perspective, is to burn extra calories, right? Um, and therefore, you would you could use it as a tool to drop body fat and, and and put you in that calorie deficit. It isn't essential, but it is certainly a useful tool for for, um, for fat loss. Some people get great results from just weight training only. Personally, I like to do a mixture of low intensity cardio, so that's like power walks, yeah, and uh, and being on the spin bike but but a low intensity. So my heart rate there would be uh, 55, 60% of my maximum heart rate. So that is that is low intensity. And then I would also do some short, sharp interval sessions like Tabatas. I don't know if you know the Tabata Protocol, but that's 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest oh, for eight yeah. rounds. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, because with those, you can just tag those on at the end of your weight session, for example, or at the beginning of your low intensity session. And, and, and that will help just to um, – it helps to – Spike metabolism essentially because it's creating a, a, um, a demand for recovery, you know, so you, you have to recover for it and therefore you're burning calories um, an, over an extended an period An example
0: time. would be like so on the treadmill, so you run maybe at, at eight miles per hour for 30 seconds, take a 10 second yeah. break, 30
1: seconds, and do that eight rounds. Yeah, so that, that well, that, I mean, uh, the Tabata protocol uses 20 seconds. Yep. Um, but, but for high intensity interval training, you can really go for, um, well, sorry, that would be more just interval training. So for interval training, you can, you can go with any length. So you might go with a minutes work with a minutes rest, for example. Um, if it's high intensity interval training, what you would then do is actually you would reverse it. So you do a slightly you do a shorter interval with a slightly longer rest period, but you that interval would be like maximum intensity. So it might be like a 15 second all out sprint, and then you might rest for you know a minute. And then go again. So that, that that way, it's 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 causing a little bit more muscle damage because of the extra intensity, and therefore the the recovery required is is greater, which means the calorie spend is greater because recovery equals calorie spend. So, the, yeah, my mind's blowing up right now, and I, I know, yeah, so no. I, I know, it's like- way, it's like. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a decade's worth of information out no, in, so in no, and out. No, you clearly,
0: you clearly know your stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've had this because for me, I've, and it's, it's funny. People come to me for advice on fitness. I'm like, I'm not a trainer. Like I, yes, I work out and stuff, but I, I always direct them like, hey, follow my girlfriend. <laughs> like she's the one that knows how to yeah. do it. But no, it's, it's interesting to hear all this because like you always can learn something new and you know, for my journey, in in high school, I played football, and I yeah. I lifted. I I was always in the gym, and I because I wanted to get that position, and, and then I became the captain. But then after high school, I played rugby. I I and that was like a time in my life. I need to get bigger, and I weigh right now as we speak, one eighty. And yeah. high school, I was at one seventy five, but I hit during my sophomore year of college. I got heavy into lifting, like almost borderline, uh, probably bodybuilder. And I, I yeah. gained, two, I went, I weighed 225. So I weighed yeah. 225 and I was lifting heavy. I was maxed out. I could max 380 pounds on uh bench and I could squat a 500 pounds. And I was going in twice a day in the morning, went hour and a half and it was an insane part. And i I saw what I mentally could do and physically, And it was commitment, you know, it's, if you really want to commit to something, you just have to be disciplined and, and put in that work. And then I decided, you know what, I don't want to look this big anymore. Now I just do tone, but you know, no matter looking back on it, what you said at the beginning is when you train, you had something bigger than just looking good. And for me, back when I was a body, well, not whatever, close to bodybuilder, I, I was training for rugby. Because I wanted yeah. to be the rug. I wanted to be able to hit and I wanted to be able to be an animal out there. And yeah. I think even myself, and I think we all, and I've done multiple things where I've trained for marathons. I've trained for, uh, we do an old boys rugby. You come back for a weekend, but I think we all need to come up with something bigger than just our fit, looking good, feeling good. Yeah. I think we need to have certain goals that we are proud of and are bigger yeah. than us, you know? Definitely. I mean, I couldn't
1: agree more. I think having those really specific goals is, is crucial to, um, to achieve achieving the, the, the kind of look that most, most people want to achieve. Um, if, without them, it's very easy to just kind of get lost on that, on that journey. Um, fr- from my point of view, the, the fittest I've ever been by a mile was when I was living in Thailand, when I was competing in Thai boxing. Oh, nice. Um, and the, the reason for that is when you know you've got to step in the ring against someone and they're, they're going to try and knock your head off, you know and you're out for a run and it starts to get it gets a little hard you're not going to stop right you're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing so having having like serious goals that you can work towards is always really important yeah because i mean
0: if you don't train enough you're in that ring and you get knocked out like you don't want that and you want and again that work is what the difference between the guy that makes it last round and wins and the guy that doesn't so that definitely that's your big why you know yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, so we've shared the the fitness. We shared the food. We shared what they need to do. We've shared going to open their gym. Now let's go into the online. I want to I yeah. want to talk about what you're doing with your business online, and and how somebody else if they do want to create an online fitness program or anything. What does that even look like in, in the world we live in? Because now, I mean. You can be remote anywhere, and you can share these fitness plans with people and, and turn into a business. So, what does that look like for somebody that wants to do that? And what What are the things that you're doing?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I've been the I've been in the online training space for about four years, and it started off very small um, with with myself, just selling the occasional training plan, and that, all all that was to do was to kind of kill time from my point of view, and also be able to work with people that I couldn't work with otherwise. So. I went from being a personal trainer who was doing 50, 50 sessions a week to a personal trainer that was doing one session a day when I was training actors, whilst I'm training actors. yeah, And uh, I mean, I, 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 was, I was sitting around on set all day and I just, you know, I, I just still, I needed to work with people. I wanted to carry on training more people. I'd, I got so used to working with like those, doing those 50 sessions a week and training all those different people, all those different goals. I needed that to carry on. And um, like you're saying, Online training is fantastic for that because it gives you that, that, that remote access to clients anywhere in the world. So it doesn't matter whether I'm working on a film in Australia, Canada, in the States, I can still work with those clients. So that's been, it's been a fantastic, um, part of my business for the last four years. But it it wasn't until about a year ago that I really, Thought you know what I think this is going to be this is the future of David Kingsbury this is the future of what I'm doing and I've I've started I started focusing a lot more of my energies on it and developing the products developing the website and the systems to deliver the plans Um, and and to a point where we you know we get we get we get such amazing results with people that it blows my mind really like I look at I look at some of the people that and some of the results I get online with people and I think that I, I don't even get those good results when I work with an actor and I'm with that person all day, every day. And it, it, I just think it's amazing because these people, you know, they, they make, they're super busy. They run their own businesses. They've got kids. They don't have a chef. They don't have someone like waking them up at four, five in the morning to take them to the gym. Yeah. None of that. They're just doing it out of their like motivation and just their, their own will. And I just, that, that inspires me so much, which is why I've been like working on the online stuff so much and fo- really focusing my energies on it. And, uh, from, from 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 the point of view of like how to get into it i think i think the absolute key is to start with a real life business um real life you know i know i know it is a real life business but what i mean is i mean as a, be a personal trainer have clients work with clients um work with clients one on one and understand what they what they need and, and 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 learn how how to how to get the best out of them and i really think having a a, 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 a an actual located business like that where you're working with people one on one is is a really really good starting point because you can use that experience then to put into the training plans a lot of people that are offering the training because there's 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 a million there's millions of people offering online training plans yeah. online so you have, to, you have to separate yourself from those people. And one of the best ways of doing that is by having that real-world experience of, of training clients and showing yourself working with different people for different goals and, and the results that you can achieve with people. And I, I think people, you know, customers take actual personal trainers that work with clients more seriously than people that only offer online training that have never even been a personal trainer in their life. I mean... If if I if I'm going to hire someone to train me, I, I want them to be qualified and I want them to have years of experience working with customers. So I would say my first tip would be to get that groundwork done and 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 run a successful business training people.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And So now let's do online. So what are some things that you personally offer online for what you do? Like are they a monthly program? Is it yeah. do you do so, six week uh, program?
1: Yeah. So at the moment, um, I offer a twelve week. Custom training and food plan. So it's all of the training sessions. It's all of the um, the food plan for that full twelve weeks. And if you know, if people want to use supplements, then they'll get a supplement guide in there. And also, it helps structure their week and straight, uh, structure every week of the plan um, with the training. Tell you know, basically, I'll ask them what days they can train, what times, and then I'll I'll, I'll place the sessions on those days, and then I'll will adjust their menu so that it fits perfectly with the, with their training. Um, because I I typically get people eating different foods on day to day train, to, to, to rest days, to cardio days, and so on and so forth. Um, so they get all of that as a package. Um, and they basically log into my website where they've got a their own profile page in the back end of the site. And within that, they can upload progress pictures, and they submit nice. forms that I receive as well. So every four weeks, they upload a progress picture, and every week... They have to or They have to submit a form, which is like telling me about their progress. Um, they they can make notes on on you know how well their training's going, how well their nutrition's going for that week, and then I get that report, and then I will from there respond to it and, and give guidance and support and make changes if they need it.
0: So so for these programs, because I know one thing, when you give them meals and stuff, do you have to be? What is the rules on being a a like a nutritionist, can you still advise? Like hey, here, here's some f- foods I suggest. Here's some supplements I suggest. What are the guidelines for that?
1: So, I'm a nutritional advisor, and we also have a nutritionist that works with us on the team as well. So, uh, I mean, so in the, I mean, in, in the UK, we're all set. Our insurance covers those side of things. Yep. Um, in terms of for, for for a lot of trainers out there. They, they they should be able to recommend meals for people. Um, what they need to do is they just need to check with their they check with their insurance providers first. Yeah. Um. From a supplement point of view, again, they need to check with their their insurance provider, the person that's providing their insurance for their personal training, um, because chances are the insurance people they will they will allow that, but you just have to be wary that if they don't. Then you might you might need to look to get some additional qualifications to uh, promote the nutritional points, uh, the, the nutritional side of things.
0: So you have the you have the packages. Do you do like a membership program as well, where they get access to videos or like any kind of like a uh, uh, smaller like people do thirty, forty, fifty dollars a month for something. Do you have any kind of system like that online?
1: Not currently, but we are we're going to be releasing a subscription product um, in the you know it's going to be it's going to be out there pretty soon. To be fair, probably in the next month. And um, it's it's going to be essentially it's going to be really more of the nutrition focus. So it's going to be pr- uh, providing people with recipes um, which are tailored perfectly for their goals and their body type and so on and so forth. Um, and also there's going to be new recipes coming every single um, every single week, every single month. So nice. there, there'll be fresh new fresh recipes coming all the time. And it's going to be a much cheaper product than what, what I'm cu- uh, currently offering as well. Um, but it, it, it's, a, it's a different product in that sense because the the product I've got at the moment is a very very custom bespoke product where you know I'll sit down and I'll design up that training plan for someone and we'll get that interaction every single every single week when they submit their forms and so on and so forth. Whereas its new product is 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 a little bit more of like you say some of the other subscription products out there where it's you, you know you, you, you apply and it just gives you access to things.
0: No, that makes sense. That that's awesome. I mean, that's definitely like something I would be interested in. People looking at yeah. to be able to just see. And having that to refer to because everybody needs a yeah. support system. I mean, you can't, especially yeah. in fitness, you need somebody to keep you accountable and, and that support system is amazing. So David, I'm curious, what is, what's your five-year plan? What, what are you going with fitness? What do you want to create with your
1: future, with everything you're doing? I mean, so from, from my point of view, over the next five years, I, I see, I mean, the online side of things is already the largest section of my business by by quite a long way and i, I want to I want that to continue to grow um, we we're looking at developing new products all the time I'm also uh, work, working on a, a book deal at the moment as well so uh, have, a, have a book a fitness and training book published which I'm really really excited about doing uh, nice. because the kind of book deals they open you up to i mean it's mainstream then you become you know you, I, I go from being like um, a hollywood trainer that a few people know about to uh, to being in, in in bookstores right so you become you've become a little bit more mainstream which then it that provides access for a, for a lot of other kind of products which are kind of uh, they have a, a a lower level of entry in terms of experience yeah so 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 it's not it's not only elite elite users feel that they're comfortable with them you know these are products that literally any you know anyone can can get to work for them and uh, so that's one of the things i want to do is i want to branch out and and sort of try and um, cater for uh, slightly you know a bigger market basically um from from a, from the film training side of things I i would love to carry that on just because you know i think it's great that I, I mean i get to hang out with actors and train actors for a living i mean that's fun what are right, some of the top great.
0: people you've hung out with like what are the top films
1: you've worked on uh, the, the film I'm, I'm best known for is The Wolverine, so doing the training on that, I mean, that's that's the one I'm, I'm best known for. In, in the last couple of years, like, for example, last summer, I trained Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, um, Rebecca Ferguson. Prior to that, I'd worked with um, Jessica Chastain. But I've like I've, tra- I've trained you know a lot of different people. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence she was one of my favorite people to train. Yeah. I mean a lot of people. Uh, Ryan Reynolds last summer was fantastic. I, I would to been work fun. With him again. I would have yeah, loved yeah, that. He's brilliant. <laughs> I yeah he you know he's brilliant and I'll, yeah to work with him again would be a real pleasure.
0: That's awesome. So I got two last questions for you. and Then we'll have you share where people can find you. First off, there are two questions. So the first one is best advice for a trainer, and the second one is best advice to stay fit. So the first one, what is your best advice for somebody that wants to be a personal trainer and make it big in this industry?
1: Yeah, so my my, my number one tip would be to to always be learning. I, I, I never I would never I would never stop learning myself. I would never feel like I've learned enough. So my, my number one tip would be to get, get your knowledge as good as you can get it and then continue to, to work on that day in, day out. Um, because you're only as good as your clients. You're only as good as the results of your clients, essentially, as a trainer. So you need to work on whatever it, whatever it is to get the best out of your clients. That might be the training. That might be the, the nutrition. That might even be the psychology. You know, That might even be like learning how to motivate different people. You've just got to keep on learning and, 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 and really for, use that knowledge to get the best results out of your clients.
0: Nice. Good stuff. That, that's really yeah. good. The next one is, okay, what is the best advice for anybody that wants to – Get their peak
1: performance. What, what what do they need to do? So for 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 someone who's looking to get in shape, the first thing I would say is you've got to be quite specific about your goals. Um, because to get in shape is, is, is what everyone wants, but it's it's so vague that it's not achieved. You, you can't really put a point on it, so you can't really achieve it. So it for you, it you know, or, or for the, for the person listening, is getting in shape. Does that mean losing ten pounds of body fat? Does it mean gaining ten pounds of muscle? Does it mean uh, being able to run a 10k faster? You have to f- first things first. You have to look at exactly what it is you're trying to achieve, because then from that you can work back. So, for example, if your goal is to drop 10 pounds of body fat and uh, you know to get the to get the six pack out, um, then you work back from that, and you can see you, you you basically have to sort of focus on your nutrition. You calculate your calories and the calories you need to be um, to be on to achieve those goals, and you can work towards it. So, 100%, you've got to decide what you want out of this and be very specific about
0: it great great answers I mean that's perfect and again for me I even need to do more myself for that and I'm uh, gonna go to the gym here soon like this yeah I'm already thinking like I'm gonna do this intense workout and uh this has been fun David where can people find you I know like you got a wealth of knowledge you know so much about this anybody listening I highly suggest to follow him and check out his stuff he's like I learned I know the basics And from you, like, you know your stuff. You really, like, you know your stuff, man, and your passion behind it. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward when your book does come out. um, I'm looking forward to uh, even promoting that and uh, buying it myself. But where can people find you, David?
1: So I would say mine is going to be the number one place to go, which is davidkingsbury.co.uk. Or you can go via davidkingsbury.com as well, both of those take you to the same website the reason I say that is because on my blog I give away so much free information right I mean most people say I give away way too much free information but like I'm I love I love to get an email uh, from someone and they say oh a year ago I read an article on your blog and I've been doing it for a year and I've lost three you know and I've lost three stones or I've lost 20 pounds when I get those emails that person's never given me a penny they've never given me anything but it just makes me so happy to know that even something I was giving away for free has helped someone hugely. So my, my blog on my website, I, I put, I put, you know, I put a lot of information on that But also social media as well. So um, Twitter is just David Kingsbury. Instagram is Team Kingsbury. Um, Instagram, I try and keep it, you know, really fresh with training ideas, nutrition ideas, different recipes for people to try. So any of those, you know, check them out. And I'd love to have you as part of the community.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I'm going to be checking, that I'm already adding you on Instagram. But uh, I highly suggest anybody listening to check him out and follow him. he got some big things coming up. But uh, that's it for today's show, everyone. You know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Wow. David knows his stuff. This guy... He certainly knows everything about personal training, fitness, diet, all of it. You can check out some more about this this interview I did in show notes. Just go to brandontadams.com. You can see some of the cool pictures with him and the celebrities he's worked with, and even check out some links to his different programs that he has. Highly suggest them. This guy knows his stuff clearly from everything he shared. And for you, you need to take control of your health and fitness. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you have this one body, and your body is what allows you to live your life. And if you can't control your body and make it at the peak performance it can be, then you're going to lack in other areas of your life. So you need to make sure you're working out, you're training, you're doing some kind of physical activity, and make sure you're eating right. Because when you take care of your body, so many other things happen. And for me, mentally, you know, I, I, I got to say my fitness has been a key component to my success and the creativity and the best ideas I get are right at the gym. So make sure you follow through with some of the things that David talked through. And again, check out the notes at Brandon, or brandontadams.com. So that's it for today's show, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. In the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short sure not to. I'm Brandon C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.